0: I am so glad you decided to join us today. This is the Words for Life podcast where we have candid conversations about successes, challenges, and the benefits of strengthening your relationship with God. This will positively impact your life. Welcome to another Words for Life discussion. I'm your host, Terrence Farrell, a.k.a. T. Farrell. And I'm so excited that you're here today. Got a, a a friend of mine today that we've played together for for a while. He's actually he's actually opened up a lot of doors that I don't think I would have walked through without him. Um, none other than Nerva Altino. He's a classical pianist. But before we get into that, I wanted to to share a quick word with you. You know, the, the show is called Words for Life. And I got a quick word that I just wanted to share with you that shifted my outlook, my perspective on life. I was listening to a sermon and the point of the sermon was he said we need to move past being believers into being followers of Jesus. And, you know, I always call myself a believer and we call ourselves a believer. And this is not a knock to anybody that calls himself a believer. It's just a different way of thinking. He said there's those that believe in Christ. They believe God can do this. They believe, you know, he can, he can, Jesus walked on water and they believe all of this. But when it comes time, when God says, okay, I want you to do this. It's like, okay, that, that, that doesn't look right. He, they're not really followers because following takes a little bit more. That takes a, a different level of faith. And it challenged me, and because you know, I feel like I have faith. But then there's certain things God says to do, and it's like, ah, yeah, okay, I'll do a little bit of that. I'll stick my toe in the water there. Okay, I'm doing it like you said, but I'm gonna do this as well because you know, let's let's just say it's for financial gain. It's like, okay, this looks like a sure thing. This over here looks like I'm giving away a whole lot of time and a whole lot of stuff, and it's not gonna reap any benefits. So. My life, I've been more of a believer than a follower. And when I heard this sermon, it challenged me to be more of a follower. Also believe, you got to believe to follow, but to take it to the next level of following, which is increasing the faith. And so I just wanted to share that with you, just for you to chew on that for a minute. Become more than believers, become followers of Christ. And with that, you know, I I hope that does something for you. I hope that sparks... um, that that sparks your interest to go deeper with God, to open yourself up to the many blessings that comes with following him. And then, you know, everything else that comes with that, I'm going to stop right there because I feel like I'm about to get on a pulpit or something, (laughs) but um, don't want to do that. Want to get back to the podcast. Now, got my good friend, Nerva Altino. We've played together for a while, but I'm going to read, I want to read a little bit of his bio. I just took a couple snippets because I read the whole bio. We'd be here for a little while. So Nerva Nerva is a a virtuoso classical pianist. Uh, In May 2001, Nerva received his master's degree in piano performance from the prestigious Manhattan School of Music, Uh, him and his brother, Robinson. Nerva also studied pipe organ with renowned organist William Ness. Nerva is also a gifted composer and arranger. Uh, in 2008, he wrote an original sacred cantata, The Second Coming, based on the biblical books of Daniel, Matthew, and Revelation, which debuted in Capacity Crowd at Riverside Church in New York City. Um, And I I was there. I was there for that. Um, Actually had me reading music, which I don't do often, but it was real cool. It was real cool for for me to stretch those muscles. Um, The Altino Brothers, which is is Nerva and Robinson. The Altino Brothers, they've appeared in numerous television shows. Uh, CBS, New York, Sunday Morning Show. NBC's Today Show, Positively Black. TBN, Hour of Power, and others. They've also performed in concert halls, colleges, universities, churches throughout the world, including um, the United States, Caribbean Union, and China, headlining and featuring uh, and featured at concerts, I'm sorry, headlining and featured in concerts at Carnegie Hall, which I was there. He allowed me to be there, <laughs> play with the Altino Brothers, Lincoln Center, I was also there, Yale, Yale University, Wolsey Hall, Shanghai Symphony Hall, Mechanics Hall, Lewis A. of oh, yeah, Fair, Performing mm-hmm. Arts Center, the Congressional Black Caucus Prayer Breakfast, the Library of Congress, Christian Cultural Center, and various. I, it's just the list goes on and on and on. I just want to let you know the Altino Brothers. His and here's the thing. I just now, now I'm talking from here. We're in the middle of Black History Month. Um, By the time you hear this, I think it's the the 14th or the 17th, whatever, Wednesday, right in the middle. And you don't find many black classical pianists. And when you do, you don't find many that have played at Carnegie Hall, that's played at Lincoln Center, that's been invited to perform in China and teach and had a, a, a chorale of their own. He's traveled with the Altino Brothers Chorale. So I just... Want you to help me welcome Nerva Altino and we're gonna chop it up for a few here on the Words for Life podcast. Nerva, how you doing, bro?
1: I'm doing good, brother. How you doing, man? Thank you for those kind words,
0: man. No problem, man. No, you earned it all. You earned it all. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, man. So now, with everything that you've done, and I've been there for 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 some of it. Quite I, a few I of them, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, quite a few. Quite a few. We've been at it for
1: over 15 years, T. Yes, sir. Yeah, It's been 15 years? <laughs> Over 15 years. <laughs> wow, dude.
0: It's been nice, too. It's been nice. Some of the most fun I've had has been with the Altino Brothers and the Altino Brothers Corral. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So now, out of all of that, what's one of your most memorable success stories?
1: Hmm. One of my most memorable success stories um, was a test of faith. You were there at that concert. You talked about Lincoln Center. Mm-hmm. In 2005, when my brother and I had this massive concert production, Altino Chorale had over hundred voices and a 50 plus piece orchestra, which you were a part of as our percussionist. Mm -hmm. And that concert, we partnered with Lincoln Center. Mm -hmm. So the agreement was, they would be responsible to cover all the costs, the in-house costs and so forth, advertising. And so we were responsible for, my brother and I were responsible for our production costs. You know, paying all the musicians, singers, right. and so, guest singers, and so forth. But anyway, Avery Fisher Hall seats nearly 3,000 people. Uh, 2,800 to be exact. I, I don't remember the exact number. But anyway, um, as the concert was being promoted, ticket sales were not going well mm. at all. So we would arrived at a point where, okay, it was two weeks before the concert, and we probably sold maybe 50 tickets. I don't remember exactly. Wow. Yeah. So Lincoln Center calls me up and says, uh, look, you're gonna have to pay for the house because these tickets are not moving. Pay for the house means they would just allow the subscribers to just come to the concert for free. Mm. So we wouldn't have the money to pay for the production costs. They would be, uh, you know, that, that would not be covered. But anyway, I said, no, I'm not gonna do that. Because if if we allow these people to come in for free, we would have the money to cover the production costs that puts us in jeopardy financially. So anyway, I just remember, you know, refusing to believe that God was gonna allow us to fail. As hard as we worked for that production to put on that concert, I refused mm-hmm. to believe it. Well, make a long story short, the tickets did not sell probably the week of the concert. We probably sold about 200 tickets.
0: Mm.
1: We walked out on stage. If you remember that day, we walked out on stage in Avery Fisher Hall to maybe a couple of hundred people out of the nearly three thousand seats.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then by the time we started our second song, the place was packed. We nearly sold it out. Mm-hmm. It was just the most, you know, amazing feeling ever. Just to have that faith and refusing to uh, to give in. And, and, and knowing that God had our back, no matter what, I was willing to face the consequences uh, because, you know, I I had that faith, man. So that to me, that that's a success story I'll never forget because my faith was being tested mm-hmm. at that point, you know. So yeah,
0: that, that's that's tremendous faith, man. I didn't even, of course, I didn't know that what was going on in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but um... I just find just keep, keep going along. Y'all never see the back back. Stuff so in the background we'll go through. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now,
0: man, that that's that's tremendous faith because I I don't know I I think I'd have been like um okay somebody's gonna bail us out you know whatever. <laughs> what now? What did you learn from? Well, I know what you learned from that to to stick with God, but what mm-hmm. what gave you that kind of that kind of faith?
1: I honestly can't tell you, man. I just okay. refuse to believe that God. Was gonna allow us to fail. I know how hard we, our corral, you guys, mm-hmm. work to prepare for that production. There's a song that says, "I just can't give up now. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody right. told me the road would be easy. Right. I don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me. And that was my my uh, theme for myself that mm-hmm. year. And I, I don't know what it was. I think that was a gift God gave him just to have that faith for that production because I mean everything could have gone the other way and it would have been, you know, probably the end of the Altino brothers in the music industry.
2: Wow! You know, but yeah. but
1: God wouldn't, you know, I refuse to believe that God would have left us because of the hard work we put forth.
0: That's amazing. That's that's awesome, dude. That is yeah. that is awesome. And and it's it's funny when when God comes through and He shows out in a big way, mm-hmm. it. Trumps all of the other oh, yeah. accolades and all of that because I yeah. really thought when I asked you the question, I thought you was going to say, Oh, when we were at Carnegie Hall and this, but <laughs> but that experience, yes, burnt, burnt it into your head now,
1: yes, yes, yeah, Faith. yeah, you know, I mean, that was probably the toughest situation I, I have faced in my lifetime concerning you know, uh, my career. Carnegie Hall, everything was set before Carnegie Hall, so mm-hmm. uh. But prior to, you know, Lincoln Center, I mean, that Lincoln Center experience, you know, it, it really taught me a lesson that no matter what you will have, you, you've got to have faith. It doesn't mean that I didn't fail. I fell along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times where I've had to cancel concerts because of circumstances. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for every experience, I have learned something. Mm-hmm. But no matter whether I, I I go up or down, I'll always maintain the faith. If God doesn't allow you to... Um, to have something or, or, to, or to put on something that you wanted to do, it mean it wasn't his will. Right. It was right, not right. his will. So uh, I learned to allow God to take the will. I can't yeah, control everything. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that. And I'm glad you said that because some people think that oh, when you have faith, that means everything is going to go well. You just have faith, no. and everything's <laughs> just going to pop off. And
1: <laughs> it, it doesn't. <laughs> you know. It doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, whether yeah, or not yeah. it works out it was God's will mm-hmm. if it is his will for you to to get things the way you intended for it to do to go mm-hmm. that was his will if that is not his will he will not allow it to happen but he'll prepare you for something greater mm-hmm. down the road yeah yeah well yeah.
0: said well said so now on the flip side of that my mm-hmm. next question is what's one of the toughest things God pulled you through
1: Toughest thing God pulled me through was most recent, man. I um, I contracted COVID last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really, literally thought that I had come to the end of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my father passed away from COVID. We both were sick at, at the, the same time. And I was laying in bed. My wife came upstairs to give me medication, and I told her, start planning my funeral. Mm. And she refused to allow me to, to, to say that. She said, no, God uh, has more work for you to do. It is not your time. Yet And she refused to believe that it was my time. But I didn't think that I would have made it. Mm-hmm. But some way, somehow, God saw me through. I had never been so sick in my life. Never. I've been to a lot of things. I mean, I've been in situations as, you know, uh, a teen and, and in my 20s, uh, you know, I got away from the church. I ran the streets where I was in a situation where I was in a street fight. A guy was trying to shoot me and he was trying to pull the trigger, but his friends were in the way. He couldn't pull the trigger to shoot me. So I've experienced adversity, open adversity, but nothing that I've ever faced in life has been as tough as facing this COVID, the coronavirus, man. It was just something I, I, I pray that no one else would get. Unfortunately, we've lost so many people, but it's really, really a serious illness.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Now, qu- question for you. Mm-hmm. and It doesn't matter either way, but were you taking the virus serious at first?
1: I did. Okay. I did.
0: Okay. I, as soon as
1: I heard, because I have... um friends who live in China. Mm-hmm. And once I heard about it, I reached out to them and and they told me what was going on. And they say you don't want that thing in the United States. I have a, a particular friend, this guy he married with with a couple of kids, I think. He told me that he and his family were homebound for two months. This was before the 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 pandemic arrived in the United States. Right. For two months he'd been in his house. He said they they weren't allowed to go out. Wow. So uh, when it reached the United States, man, I like, okay, we gotta take precautions. I told my father, I told my brother, listen, we gotta be careful. I, even before churches had shut down, I tried to avoid shaking hands with people, just giving people, you know, fist bumps and so forth. But Mm. I don't know where, I don't know when, but Mm. it just, you know, made its way into our family circle. And my father and I were infected. Man, man,
0: man. And I just yeah. say that because I remember when it hit, and I'm going to be mm-hmm. transparent here, I didn't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, yeah, you know, as long as you're healthy, whatever, you can still, right. cut. you know, as long as you mm-hmm. wash your hands on the way in, we can still have a studio session, whatever. And then it was when, um, I think when you got sick, and then a couple of other friends caught it, and I was just like, mm-hmm. whoa, wait a minute, this is... This Is for real, like it's not just oh, it's the extended flu or whatever, uh,
1: you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This flu is nothing by comparison to this,
0: <laughs> nothing.
1: Yeah. I have never ever felt that way in my that's, life.
0: That's that's crazy, man. That's crazy. yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad God pulled you through. Um, yeah, so sorry, man. yeah, it was so sad to hear about your dad. Thank you,
1: thank yeah, you, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now in hopes. In hopes that it would help somebody else, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I've normally I've run across a few things that, like a word that came to me that changed my perspective on Mm -hmm. life. Kind of like how I I said in the beginning, um, something that that a sermon that I heard, and Mm -hmm. it's just something that's foundational. where it's just like, wow, it just changed my thinking, or it changes my life from that point. From that from that point, I wanted to know if you could share a word you received from God that shifted either your life from that point or your way of thinking from that point. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that happened to me, the same fight I just mentioned a while ago. Uh, When I was in my early 20s, my cousin and I uh, got involved in a street fight over a traffic dispute. Someone walked in front of my car and and I nearly hit them. Anyway, my cousin and this guy exchanged words. Mm -hmm. I tried to, you know... Drive off from the scene, and I got up to a gas station. I pulled up to get some gas. Next thing you know, we were surrounded by by, by a group of guys. Anyway, during that time, I was still in college. I was an atheist. Mind you, I grew up Seventh Day Adventist. Right, right. Born and raised in Day Adventist, but I had reached a point in my life where my thinking was clouded by the lifestyle I was leading. But anyway, before the fight started, I saw the guy with the gun. He pulled it out. And I thought that was the end of me, both my cousin and I at that time. I was an atheist, like I said. So what I did, I said, okay, God, I know I haven't been going to church. I don't know if you exist or not. But if you get me out of this situation, I promise I'm going back to church. mm and I did get out of the situation. I'm still here. You know, people will read about it, you know, sooner or later. Mm-hmm. I tell the story. I'm not going to, you know, give it over right now. But, right, right. Um, I'm here, my cousin and I, we're, we're still alive. So after that incident, which I will say, I end up, you know, getting arrested for. Mm-hmm. And... After that, you know, I was facing a soul case and so forth and so on. I made my way back to church, and I have never left the church since. Mm. So when we live a certain lifestyle, when we know better, mm-hmm. and I knew better, sooner or later, I believe that God is going to put us in situations that is if he has a purpose for us. Because mm-hmm. God wanted me to come back to the church in order to carry out the ministry that I have now. so um when he has a purpose for you and you try to move away from what he intends for you to do he will put you in situations where you have no choice but to (laughs) acknowledge him
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and when you do that this is when he will begin to move through you and use you in ways that you cannot imagine
0: Mm -hmm. Mm yeah 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 Um, i'm i'm I appreciate you sharing, man. It's just um, I've I've I don't think I've shared much, but I, I've mm-hmm. I've had a similar situation, and wow. I'm not gonna go too deep into into mine, <laughs> but a similar situation where I was doing everything that I knew how to do. I was raised in the church, and maybe not some day mm-hmm. Adventist, but I was mm-hmm. still I knew God, but it mm-hmm. was still like yo, it was it was all about me. I made money, I got a yeah. house, I had my car, like mm-hmm. I did my stuff, and. I got into an accident where I hit a pedestrian. Somebody cut in front of me, I moved, uh. swerved around him, but there was a pedestrian in the middle of the road, I hit him, he, pa- he died. Ooh. Giuliani was the, was the mayor at the time, I went straight to jail, they were going to sue me for $3 million, there's no way I had $3 million. It was just, it was looking bad, it was looking real bad, and I said to God, I said, okay, you get me out of this? I'm done making choices. Whatever you say, I'll do. And similar mm-hmm. to what you said, since then it's just been like, "All right, he got me out. All right, what do you want me to do?" Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I am exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm yours, you know. Exactly. And exactly. and I won't I won't say it's always been easy. It's just like, "Oh, God said it, I'll do it." No, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, "I don't feel like doing it," or "Oh, man, seriously?" Or, you know, of course. Yeah. Of course.
1: Yeah, man. That's quite an experience, bro.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I share, I, I understand where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. You definitely mm-hmm. understand where you're coming from with yeah. that. Um, yeah. Um yeah, 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 yes. So now in everything that you've done, I mean, because when when I when I when I read your bio, I mean I know I was there for 15 years of it, but it's just like, <laughs> wow, man, you we did a lot, man. We did a lot. You 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 did, did a, a whole lot. lot. We've, been blessed, <laughs> We've been real blessed. We've been real blessed. <laughs> What's what's one of the most important things you've learned about being a professional musician?
1: thing I learned about being a professional musician is that nothing is promised to you. Um, no matter how good you are, there are other talents, just as good or greater. Mm. So, um, and like I said, it, it will not be given to you. So you have to go out and make your way. I, I've always said that if 100 people promise to book you for a gig or, or a project, maybe, maybe five of them will follow through. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I have found that in our music industry, a lot of people just give you false promises. So you have to stick to the task and, and make your own way. And doing so along the way you will meet people who will help you as you progress, but at the same time, you have to prepare. Mm-hmm. If you're an instrumentalist or a singer or whatever, or a producer, mm-hmm. know your craft. Yeah, no, nothing beats knowing your craft. Mm-hmm. When you know your craft, whether or not people, uh, you know, give you opportunities, you will always find a way to create opportunities once you know your craft. Mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm.
0: excellent advice excellent now let me ask another question here mm-hmm. how do you get out of the mindset of oh man he's better than me i gotta i gotta i gotta practice and be a little bit better than him or you know because mm-hmm. you can always find somebody that's better than you it doesn't matter how good you are there's always somebody that's coming up mm-hmm. or that's mm-hmm. been there and that's just better mm-hmm. how do mm-hmm. you get out of that because i think that mindset is is toxic
1: it is yeah well uh, For me personally, I have no competition. Musicians are not each other's competition. We need to realize this. Mm -hmm. Basketball stars, football stars, athletes, and so forth, they're each other's competition. They compete against each other. Whoever wins, it's obvious who's better than who. Mm -hmm. And music, who's better than who, is really a matter of opinion, at least once you reach a high level. people. People will love you for the same reasons others hate you musically. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Be yourself as a musician. Be sincere with what you have to say musically. Never worry about any other musician as far as competition. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, no one can be you better than you. Excellent. You know, so so musicians really need to stop competing with each other. yes we all have different talents. Yes, some talents are greater than others, but uh, it's not a contest. It's not, a, I personally, I used to compete a lot in, in college. My teacher would make me into these competitions, camera competitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I grew older, I have, you know, grown to dislike competition so much. Yeah. Because it, for me, it's like, okay, when two players are playing at such high level, what can you say about one from the other? It's really okay. Well, I like the way this one plays his phrase. I like the way this one voices his chords or her chords. It's a matter of opinion, really. Right. You know, so, yeah. No one can be you better than you. That's been my motto.
0: No, that's that, That's an excellent yeah. model. And I'm glad yeah. you broke that down because... Um, especially when when you're younger, you you fall into the competition thing. You, yeah, you know yeah. it's like, oh man, I got to be as fast as him, or you know, I, oh I got to play that song like him. And mm-hmm. the gift, the true blessing, is in the fact that you don't play it like him. You right. only play it like you. Like you, yeah, exactly. And there's gonna be somebody that says, yeah, I like these guys, but I just want, I just want yeah. Nerva, I just yeah. want Terrence. That's yeah. my favorite.
1: Right. You right. know. Right. And it's okay if those other guys are their favorite as well. Exactly. This individual is unique, mm-hmm. you know? So you're never going to please everybody. So, right. you know, just be, just know your craft, like I said before and 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 be sincere with your musicianship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you, you reemphasize that because it's not an mm-hmm. excuse not to know your craft. Right. And then say, that's oh, right. people, they just don't like my music. You know, that's like, yeah. You, nah. You need to know your craft. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. So uh-huh. now, le- let me ask this, man. What's next for Nerva Altina?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a couple of things coming up. Uh, we have a concert series that we put forth, uh, which will be streamed through our social media, um, called Blacks in Classical Music. Mm-hmm. Every Saturday night, there's going to be... Uh, well, it starts off with a student of mine, Russell Paul, uh, who's going to be... Uh, on a pipe organ, you know, pipe organ recital. Russell's nice. known as a, you know, a, 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 you know extremely gifted Hammond player. But he's, you know, coming to his own as a pipe organist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second week is is a set of twins called the Soprano Twins, Sharice and Sharice Williams, who will be giving their recital. And that's on the 20th of this month. Mm-hmm. And then Robinson and I, my brother, we're closing it out on the last Saturday uh, of this month. So, it's basically, you know, uh, celebrating and highlighting Black talents in classical music. So, each of these titles will be about 45 minutes long. So, uh, something that, you know, I want to encourage people to check out if, 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 if they have the time, if they would like to. Also, I am putting out a book. Well, it's already out now. So, uh, it's been launched called More Than a Gift. Um, you know, how. Uh, you know, classical music saved me from the violent life, violent life that I I was leading as a teen. So uh, no matter what I was doing, whether or not I I was running the streets, engaging in fights and so forth, I'd always go home at night and practice for three hours as a teen. So if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be here now. So it's a book of my life story. You know, I'm the son of a man who was once homeless. My father left Haiti in the early 70s by way of banana boat. You know, people talk about banana boat. They make fun of them. Well, I'm a product of that, and I'm very proud of my humble beginning. All right? So, you know, you got a kid who was the son of a homeless man who made his way out of Haiti, you know, through a banana boat, who someway, somehow, found us on the stage of Carnegie Hall. So, you know, that God has been good to my family in spite of the adversities that we've experienced, in spite of what all we've gone through. Mm-hmm. God has been good. So I, I want to share my life story with the world in hopes that it will inspire someone, especially young brothers, because uh, I've been through what they're going through. And, and I feel that my story, if, if they take time to read it, can connect with them in some way, which will, I think, I believe, and hope, that it will allow them to seek their path of success, and draw themselves closer to God as well.
0: Nice, nice. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the links for all of that, the 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 uh, concert series, Blackson mm-hmm. classical music, and also mm-hmm. your book. I'm gonna put it in the mm-hmm. in the description mm-hmm. underneath, so people mm-hmm. can just click on the link. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely go out support. Now, how can people connect with you? Or I don't know if you're a social media dude or not. Yeah, I am.
1: I am on Facebook, Nerva Ab Altino, or we you have we have an Altino Brothers fan page, The Altino Brothers. You could go and like that page. Mm-hmm. Uh, we post information on there. I post a lot of you know wit and humor on that page as well. But uh, when we do have things going on, it it you know they do go on that page as well. We also have a website, TheAltinoBrothers.com which people I mean right now we're not giving any concerts because of the pandemic at least not in person you know right. the virtual recital is actually my first uh performance really in a year so um yeah they, but we will upload the uh website with all those information so that people can can you know learn more about us
0: that's cool cool be updated cool. Real cool. yeah yeah all right that's that's what's up man. Yeah, I pre I appreciate your time, man. I I just appreciate just hanging out with you, man, even if
1: it's virtually. <laughs> Definitely, bro. It's, it's a blessing, man. Blessing knowing you. Blessing calling you a friend, man. You've been there for us. We've done a lot together. Yes, and you sir. know, it's not, it's not over yet, man. I refuse to believe that, you know, you know the world being in in its current state that it's everything is over. It'll come back. It'll come yeah, it back. Will. We've got plenty more concerts to do, man.
0: That's that's what's up, man. Any <laughs> final thoughts or words of advice? Uh, you want to leave listeners
1: away? Yeah. I want to say to everyone, uh, keep God first in everything you do, all right? Because if God's not at the center of your life, you really have nothing. Even if you have all the material things in the world, if you empty spiritually, they won't last. You won't be fulfilled. You won't be happy. So keep God first in everything you do and allow him to guide you. That would be my advice to everybody.
0: Great advice, man. Great advice. Thank you, bro. Thank um, you man yeah, I, I, I appreciate everybody that's been on listening. Um, like, subscribe, follow. Uh, definitely get get nervous book. Um, check out the the by the time this airs. The first one with Russell would have already been been out, but you can definitely catch the other two the other two virtual concerts. So definitely do that. Check it out. And again, I, I thank you for tuning in. We're gonna end this podcast with a words for life track featuring Dr. Rupert Bushner, entitled Keep God in Your Life. But before we do that, we've got a Be More Today fundraiser going on, and I'm going to have my partner, Dr. Sean Thomas, CEO of Be More Today, explain the fundraiser to you.
2: What's going on, folks? It's your boy again, back in the building. Dr. Sean Thomas here, and we're still celebrating back history month big. I told you, BMT for BLM. Be more today for Black Lives Matter. We're still doing our fundraiser virtually for the ASALH, the Association for the Study of African American Life and History. They're actually the founders of Black History Month. And we're trying to raise $1,000, $1,000 for them for this month. We have two more weeks to do it. So either you've already joined us for our virtual run, if you haven't so, please go on the link and do so. Virtual ones will be on. Uh, any day from now until the end of the month the 28th or in person on the 21st of february in brooklyn so sign up for the race and ten dollars of your race donation goes directly to the asalh or if you say you know what i don't want to run sean it's too cold i'm not going outside look at the link above and just donate directly we're trying to raise one thousand dollars for the organization for asalh so happy black history month let's be more today and continue to support black businesses and our culture as well peace
3: 1 Kings as I prepare to close and let this plane land now the days of David first Kings chapter 2 verse 1 Now the days of David drew near that he should die and he charged Solomon his son saying I go the way of the earth I'm about to die. I Won't be with you forever won't be with you Keep the charge of the Lord your God Keep the charge of the Lord your God Keep God in your life You can't go wrong with him. You you, you can't miss the mark. He's all of that. The Bible says in verse 29 of chapter 4, 1 Kings, notice young people, the Bible says this, and God gave Solomon wisdom, exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand of the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men. God hooked Solomon up. 1 Kings chapter one, verse 29, God gave this man wisdom and knowledge and insight. And verse 34 says, and men of all nations from all kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Solomon was a man of God. Solomon was all that. Verse 10, chapter 10 of 1 Kings, real quick, 1 Kings 10. Now when the queen of Sheba heard the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. I want to see where your wisdom comes from, Solomon. Solomon answered all her questions. He solved problems. Verse 6, then she said to the king, it was a true report. Which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. Young people, God has set you up for success. When people come to hear from you, do you point them to God with your life? Are you able to lift up the almighty Jehovah Jireh God? The God who always provides. The God who always steps in right on time. The God who never makes a mistake. The God who knows how to handle his business. She said the half has been told." Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. You a child of God. So when you walk, folk ought to look at, like the Hebrew boys. Ellen White says of them, them brothers, when they stepped out, somebody would say, Man, who, 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 man is that? She says they had dexterity in their walk. When them boys walked, when they stepped in somewhere, you knew, oh, they must be about something. They had a swagger. You know how brothers walk into a court basketball game like they, they you know they can play ball the way they walk. Something in the wall. Somebody ought to look at you and say, that's a child of God just by the way he walked. She says they had firm dexterity. She says their words, they, they, they spoke eloquently. When they talked, they had wisdom. They had knowledge. She says their breath wasn't even tainted. You know how you hear some girls say, he cute and his breath stank." Those boys were bad. When somebody look at you, the Bible says you the salt of the earth. Folks ought to just get thirsty. They, they ought to just look at you and say, a drink, then Jesus said, This is the water of life that springs up into you, everlasting life. Then you drink that water that you will never thirst again. You ought to make, you ought to be contagious. When folks get around you, they ought to just love being around you because you are a child of God. You ought to live with so much joy in your heart, so much energy, and so much enthusiasm. When I come to church, I come to worship God because there's a joy in my heart the world can't take away. Being a Christian means you can be cool. See, some people think when you become a Christian, you're gonna be a nerd, a freak, weirdo. No, being a Christian means you can be cool. You can you can chill, dog. When you're a Christian. Man, I party all the time. Don't have any hangovers. Wake up the next morning saying, where the party at? No hangover. No throwing up all on myself. No vomit. No beat. Nobody beat me like the Bible says. And wake up to Who beat me? No, you don't even know where you park your car. Don't know where you left your shoes. Don't know where you took your clothes off. When you're in your right mind, you can have a good time all the time. I'm high right now. I'm lit. What I'm trying to tell you, if you walk in Christ, he'll give you a joy that the world can't take away. A peace that nobody can disturb. A happiness that's unmolested. I'm talking about a joy that passes all understanding. I'm talking about being free. That song says, I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. I'm free in Jesus. None like it, saints of God. Keep God in your life. Keep God in your life